Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind. It's so empowering for women to hear about other women and their accomplishments. If you're going through any of life's transitions, this program is for you. Joyce is president and founder of Joy After Divorce, a one-on-one coaching practice that helps women rebuild and redesign their lives after divorce. As a certified coach, she's had extensive training, including mentoring and training by Jack Canfield of the Chicken Soup book series. Joyce is also a member of Leadership Texas. On today's program, Joyce and her guests will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here's our host and coach, Joyce Buford. Good morning. I'm so happy that you're here with us today. We have another great guest with us today, a dear old friend that I like to come back and visit with periodically because we just have such great times and it's always I welcome his word, his wise words of wisdom. And you know, I want to tell you that I ref- many of my clients are women of course, that I do the coaching with and help through their transitions. But we don't want to exclude that all of us, men and women, go through transitions. And, of course, my guest today is a man, as you will hear when when he starts to speak, Terry Miller of Miller Homes Group. So, anyway, I just want you to know that when we go through those times, whether you're male or female, You have adjustments in your life. You have uh, paradigms that will stop you from going forward, will cause you to procrastinate, will cause you to stall out. All of those are not unique to women. They're in both of us because we are humans. And that is part of what some of the challenges in making transitions in your life. But I don't know if you know what today is. Today is April Fool's Day. And we're going to learn about April Fool's and what that holiday means to us. But, Terry, I want to welcome you to the show today. It's always a pleasure to have you here. I get all the good holidays. I love it. You and I get together at the holidays and talk trivia and, and, and all kinds of stuff that's just lighthearted. So fortunately, you don't bring the serious stuff to me, thank goodness. <laughs> so it works out real well. How are you this morning, Miss Buford? Oh, I am wonderful. I have no complaints today. It's a good day. So, and you? Good. Always good, you know that. Uh, yeah. I've, uh, re- I've, you know, I've, I believe people have a choice every morning when they get out of bed. They have a choice to say I can, I can't, or I won't. And uh, I like saying I can, so I get up and hit the door, and and we go out every day, and we try to accomplish and not waste a minute of what God's gave us, and we try to do everything we can to move ourselves, our goals, and anybody around us forward. And that's what I try to choose to do. And I get that old, uh, as Zig says, every now and then, stinking thinking, but it doesn't last long. I have friends like you that if I'm, you know, down a little bit, I can call and y'all, you can give me the old snap out of it. <laughs> you know? So, but uh, you, and, and challenges are just part of life. Oh, they are. 
They are. You know, we all get this 24 hours. Every morning we wake up, we get 24 hours. And we've already slept part of that away. But Mm -hmm. we have a decision what how how those 24 hours are going to be lived. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't matter. We only get this 24 hours once. So how Mm -hmm. we play it is very important. Will it progress us forward or will it? Stalless. So, oh, absolutely, know. and I'm the I'm the world's best at procrastinating. And <laughs> if it's something I don't want to do, you know, yeah. And, uh, when whenever I do things like within within business, I'll go to writing things down and say we need to get this done by this day and this done by that day. And everybody says, "Man, that's great! You have a plan." No, the plan's not for them. It's for me <laughs> because if I write down the things I don't want to do. If yeah. I don't write them down, I'll always put them off. But if I write them down and say, this is the day this has to be closed out, this has to be completed, it's for me because I know that even if I wait the last minute, I've set a standard and I've been accountable to everybody around me that this has to be finished by that day or I've got to explain to them. Right, right. And so like- that's why somebody's, yeah, I just put it down there, put it out there, this has to be done by this point, and everybody holds me accountable and I don't want to be embarrassed. <laughs> so, you know, I get it done. Well, there's something about writing it down, you know, that's very powerful. It it universally it's powerful because it's a deadline. We've met, we've acknowledged it as a deadline, and that it must be accomplished by then. And so it is accomplished by then, many times. That's what yes, keeps us you, on track. You are you are very big on writing things down and vision. Yeah, and I am. Uh, you've been in my office, and there's vision boards hanging on almost every desk next to every desk on the wall. I love it. I love it. Well, and it's and you know what's in, what's intriguing to me is every one of them is different. Yeah, because we're all different. Every one of them's different, yeah. and so when you come through, you know we've got our visions, and you look at it, and then you begin to realize just how there's a couple of things that are the same. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we've got one young lady who's got the vision of her child doing good in school on there. And you have to look really hard for anything that typifies what we would call uh, in today's society wealth or riches in the monetary way. It's it, it's basically, it's not what it is important to her. The bigger pictures, the bigger vision is what we would call living life having a healthy child, having a healthy home, having, you know, all those things. So mm-hmm. as you walk through the building and you look around, you go, well, that's important. And you don't know these people. You think you do, but when you look at what's important to them on their vision board, you go, wow, I never knew that about them. Mm, yeah, very good. Yeah, so did, were you the one that introduced the vision board to them? Well, i got to be honest with you. I think I've always done vision boards and yeah. I mentioned it, but I think my wife, Denise, did it as a direct result of you kind of coaching her. You coach her on and off during the year. And I think yeah. that, uh, you know, after visiting with you, she realized that her team was, for lack of a better word, scatterbrained. Mm-hmm. Okay. The focus wasn't, the focus wasn't there. You know, mm-hmm. why do you work? Why do you make money? Why do you do this? Why do you do that? What are you doing it for? Okay. Yeah. What's your passion? You know, where's your passion? I mean, you know, it's uh, why. What's your big why? And I think Denise got into that, and she had. They had a party up here one night and said, "We're going to build vision boards." Oh, how and, fun! Uh, and they just all got together. Steve, and, um, 
I love doing huh? vision boards. I love doing vision boards. Everybody should do oh, a vision blast. board every year. Every year. Every year. Or, and you can have more than one. Yeah, sure. You can have more than one. I mean, you know, I've known people that's got, like, their vision board, but it's a little, you know, they had a frame thing that was their vision board, but then they ran out of room and it became a vision wall. I can show you a guy in Houston <laughs> who's got a wall in his office. In the middle, there's a frame where it started, and he just kept adding to it. Oh, how funny. You should take a picture of that and, next and time. I will next time I'm down there because what he said was, he said, I found is what I accomplished in the middle on that, what was on that frame as I began to accomplish those things. It led to other visions. It led to other wants, other needs, other goals, other objectives. And he said, but they were all tied back to the original, so it was like a big tree. It just kept growing. And I figured, well, I don't really like the color of that wall anyway, so I just went to pinning stuff to the wall. Aha! <laughs> you know, yeah, so, yeah. you know, and, and, and that's it. If if we accomplish what's on that board, we realize what we really can do, and then we expand and extrapolate it out to what we can truly be. Right, yeah. So, um, and, and that's where you, you're, you're a great coach, though. I mean, you don't, and as you said, you don't only coach women. No, no. <laughs> we, we are, we are humans. And we all have this yeah. transition part that we have to go through. So it's very important to help people make it through those uh, from the from where they are today to where their dream is, where their vision is, what their vision is. There's a few um, roadblocks or things that can slow us down from old paradigms in, in our lives. So uh, that's where a coach comes in really, really valuable. Keep you on track. Teaching them how to, yeah, teaching them how to throw away that box. Yes, that's true. Well, tell us. <laughs> I want to know how Terry. I want to know how the economy is going, and I think there's nothing better than the real estate business to be a reflection of the economy. So, tell us what's happening in the economy from the real estate. Well, the economy. Point. You. Yeah, from the real estate point of view, the economy in Texas is really different than any place else. And it, with the exception of like the Dakotas because of the oil up there, yeah. uh, the Dakotas in Texas right now are really driving because of the oil and, you know, fracking and everything that goes into that. And then, you know, if we can keep the government out of it, we've got a growth, we've got a growth opportunity that's unprecedented in the history of our country. And uh, housing-wise, we're short on we're short on good inventory. It's not really a seller's market. Uh, if you've got a good piece of inventory, it will sell fast. If you have a bad piece of inventory, it'll sell. Certain price ranges are moving very, very fast. But uh, we were a new company last year. I left a major franchise. I got tired of the major corporate stuff that interfered with the day-to-day -day business. And we've grown. We've doubled in size in one year. We've opened a new location in Longview. We're about to open in Rockport, Texas. Um, Wonderful. And it, it stretches us thin, but we have the opportunity for growth that pays for itself. Like Longview will most likely not be profitable for six months, but it broke even its first month. So I took the opportunity to get into a market that I know will be profitable later on at a break-even point. And that was a business decision. Mm -hmm. that I felt like I had to make because I had really good talent available. And you have to, you know, if you're going to jump, you you know, you, you, you can't jump off a diving board and halfway down decide you just want to get your toe wet. Right. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, you either commit or you're not. You're not ever a little bit pregnant. You either are or you aren't. Okay. <laughs> you you. So we made the decision that we're in it and we're going to do it. And we have a, a unique business plan that you're aware of, and I think you like it. Uh, we lead with revenue and we make it about the agents. Uh, I rent older buildings in revitalized parts of downtown or off of downtown that are older buildings that have a history historical significance. Okay, I'm not Terry, about building Taj Mahal. I'm yes. going to interrupt you. I'm sorry to do this, but we need to go to a break. So I Let's want go us to, a break. to uh, go to this break and we will be back with more of Terry sharing about the real estate market and the upswing that is happening here in in Texas. We return with more of Second Wind with Joyce Buford after this short break. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Get ready for Wise Up Radio, leveraging your learning, leadership, and legacy with Donna Kimbrand, the edgy evolutionary, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you're an entrepreneurial leader or visionary, stay ahead of your game with insights, tools, and strategies that give you the thought leader's edge. Each week, join Donna and her guests as she'll ask the edgy questions, help you discover game-changing shortcuts to better thinking and learning how to explore the ripple effects of leadership excellence and how to create your life as a living legacy where the legacy you leave is the life you live as thought leaders you need strategies to help you enjoy the confidence and thrill of riding the wave of rapid change for more on donna check out her website gamechangerthinking.com then join the conversation and sharpen up your wits on Wise Up Radio with Donna Kimbrand, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is Coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford. Welcome back. We are talking with Terry Miller of Miller Homes Group today. And Terry was just telling us a little bit about the philosophy of his business, which I so love, where he reinvests in the community. So, Terry, tell us about how you take these older properties and develop them into beautiful, productive uh, businesses or locations. I love that. Well, we just, uh, and I'll make this quick because I want to get on and talk about April Fool's. So that's a good, you know, but uh, 
we I just believe I've done the Taj Mahal with the major franchise with the where the expenses ran thousands and thousands and thousands every month, and I decided to go in to, and put in offices that are much smaller and older buildings built in the early 1900s or something, and they have character and they're smaller real estate agents today. Uh, a lot of them think they need an office, but the reality of it is if they've got a smartphone and a laptop, they can do business, give them a place to come in if they need to, but for the most part, encourage them to be out in the field. Uh, we give everybody the same split. We don't uh, We don't say, well, you're a new agent, so you're split with the broker or the office is this. And when you get up, we want, we want the new agent to have the opportunity to be a big agent, so we give them the same split. Everybody gets the same split, and we give them a cap, an agent can be on a 100% commission with us if they sell just $4 million a year. So once they get past that, they're on 100% for the year, and they, then, they go, then they start over. So the most I'll ever make off of a single agent is fixed, and there's two reasons for that. It gives them the opportunity to grow their business the way they want to, but it also doesn't tie me to an agent that makes so much money for the office I can't afford to lose them. Uh, so it's a good it's a good business decision, and we're we're very blessed to have about oh, 20 or 25 percent of our agents that'll cap every year, and that's an, an awesome approach to do business. And then we have a whole bunch of part timers that do two or three uh, deals a year that they stay engaged, and we have a very active staff. And then I train constantly, and I don't compete with my agents. I don't get out there like a lot of these smaller brokers and compete with them. I do four or five deals a year that are invitation only, like for you. Mm. Or somebody like that 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 they wouldn't get the business otherwise that you know that they couldn't get, yeah. and they know that I don't go out and compete with them in the marketplace. I'm when leads come into the office, I turn them over to them. Uh, I make their we treat our agents like they're our customers, okay. And then the yes. retail public yeah. that buys and sells that's their customers. So. You know, we, we buy them lunch a lot, we do some things, and we, we give them rewards and, and that. But most importantly is we give them an attractive split that keeps more of their money in their pocket than almost any real estate company in the world. Yeah, sounds great. We're tex- we're, well, we're Texas-based because the Texas economy is very resilient. Yeah. And with the economy that we have in Texas, when things ever go bad in Texas, they're, they're, the economy's bad for a shorter time than it is any place else because Texans will not put up with it. Well, now, just, is it, you know. well, is it that or is it that in this time that we have that resource of oil? Is that what infuses our economy here? Right now, oil infuses our economy better than anything. Right. But, you know, keep in mind the federal government's doing a methane, you know, they did the methane thing where they're going after cows. Yeah, great. What, are we going to eat more cows now? You know, mm-hmm. but that's designed specifically to go after the oil industry and the fracking and stuff like that. What they don't realize, what the general public doesn't realize is, is that methane gas that comes from fracking is being captured and reused. It's not actually going into the atmosphere. So it's what they're doing is they're figuring out ways. Now that we're about 89% energy independent, the government's figuring out ways to go back in and make, make us more dependent on foreign oil. And so we have to guard against that because t- the more oil we produce, the Dakotas produce, Pennsylvania produces, the more independence we can have. And that's a fear when it comes to the federal guys. And so yeah. we want to, Texas has always had that independent streak. And oil drives us. We also have robust shipping. I don't, yeah. you know, we have some tech. We have some tech, but it's not as much as it used to be. Okay? Yeah. And uh, we don't, you know, we're, but we are, 
Well, we'd be in the top 15 in the world, I believe, I could be wrong, in energy production if we were a country of our own. Really? That's yes, interesting. Ma'am. Very good. Yeah, we are, yeah, I mean, we, we're, we're a juggernaut, and so we have to have leadership as it keeps encouraging that growth and keeps encouraging those type of things because that's what drives Texas. And, you know, Texas, uh, we have good-paying jobs out in West Texas and South Texas and those. And that's what drives my business. Uh, Tyler, the Tyler area, we have a very good per capita income. Housing prices are still $25,000 lower than they are in Dallas or Fort Worth, okay, mm-hmm. on average. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, yeah. We still have very good sellable houses. Yeah. Right. And so, I mean, and, and those are the, that's our model is to go to mid-sized markets, Tyler, Longview, Rockport, Beaumont, Port Arthur, uh, College Station, Abilene. Uh, stay out of the big, volatile markets like, you know, Dallas and Fort Worth. We will still be in, have a representation there, but our commitment is to the mid-sized to small, mid, what we're going to call them mid-markets that uh, are very stable. Right. And have and have things going on. And you get in like right now, Houston's hotter than you know what. Well in two thousand seven, if you were a real estate agent in Houston, you were starving to death. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. That was <laughs> Yeah. Know, and, but you know, so, I just well, like, tell me about April Fools. I, I know you have some trivia. I have trivia. Yes. Thank you for asking for my trivia. I've I've got up really early to get this trivia, let me tell you. Did you know? <laughs> Holiday, there's lots of reasons that we celebrate holidays, you know, for heroes, our American heroes, of course, that they've given so much to our country. And then there are the religious events that come along. But April's is the only, April 1st is the only one that is just for foolishness, which is kind of unbelievable, but we didn't start it. It was started in France and April's Fool's Day or All Fool's Day is an odd celebration with a strange history. What other holiday asks us to play tricks and dupe our unsuspecting friends and acquaintances? I think that's kind of unusual. There's some uncertainty about when and where this bizarre tradition began, but most people give it to, in the 16th century, to France. Up until 1564, the accepted calendar was the Julian calendar, which observed the beginning of the new year around April. So then the king of the day, which was King Charles IX, decided that he wanted to go to the Oxford Companion to the year. That was the calendar, the new calendar he wanted to do, and it was the Gregorian calendar, which shifted New Year's Day to January the 1st. Now, as is norm, even back then, not everybody wanted to do this. Sounds like today, don't you think, Terry? Not everybody I wants think so. <laughs> wants to do what the king Yeah, you can wants. say you can say the sky is blue today and you'll get an argument from somebody. So, anyway, <laughs> So they believed that, so it was kind of slow and changing. So some believed that the date should not be shifted. And it was these people who became the butt of some April jokes and were mocked as 
Fools, thus April Fool's Day. So what they would do, sort of a, 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 when somebody was, when a joke was played on someone in France during those early days, and if the joke was successful, people would put a fish, a paper fish attached to the back of this person, on this person's back. So if you saw somebody walking around with a blue fish on, it meant that he had been (laughs) fooled. He had been fooled. Okay, so he was the runt of the joke. (laughs) How is this for building building esteem in your fellow? You know, it's kind of bad, don't you think? I think so. It's uh, I've I've participated often on an April Fool's. I generally just try to get through the day. (laughs) <laughs> you know, and and try to go on, and and uh, you'll notice my posts on Facebook are probably less today. I posted, you know, I post a little joke here and there uh, today, but that's about it. I'll, you know, I stay away from things. Uh, you know, yesterday, I know my brother-in-law got his dates mixed up and and pulled one yesterday, and everybody's like, wrong day, wrong day, wrong day, wrong day. Did he, so did you he know, honestly, it, did he honestly think huh? it was yesterday? Did he? Was that? An yes, honest? he did. As a matter of fact, he thought all day yesterday was April first. <laughs> and, uh, and so, but it's uh, those are those are great things. The uh, I love light-hearted holidays. Uh, you know, I think that, uh, and and you know, I'm not one for serious. Okay, you, right. As a matter of fact, I, you commented yeah. on a picture on Facebook last week. <laughs> you know, that I don't know that look. Okay, and so I'm I'm not I, I'm not much for serious. And I think that we, you know, Veterans Day, Memorial Day. Instead of honoring uh, the veterans and you know and 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 everything that we should on those two holidays, we tend to yay we can go to the lake or we can do this or we can do that. Right. I love the lighthearted holidays, uh, yeah. you know, and I, I think that uh, we look we look forward to some of the other holidays just as a day off work. But yeah. like April Fool's Day is always great. Valentine's Day is always great. Those are always wonderful holidays for me. Well, you know why they're so important. I think is is that we, too much of the time, we get so serious about living. We carry such burdens on our back that it's unbelievable that we don't, that we even can carry all of this because we have so much stress on us. Our lives are totally played out with body ailments, with bad attitudes, with I can't more than I can. And so I think it's so important we have this holiday to laugh and to enjoy being alive. It's really important. Oh, yeah, just a smile is the best medicine for anybody. You know, I'm 54, and I'm I get sorry. up every morning with some kind of, some kind of ache or pain. <laughs> and, uh, and, and guess what? You know, I can look at it, oh, woe is me, or I can say, hey, hey, hey I'm, I'm living another day. But... The situation is mine to make the best of and laugh about. I mean, I I realize I'm I'm not ever going to be a pro basketball player at 54 and 510 and 80 pounds overweight. But you know, we just enjoy getting up and enjoy having a good time. You make choices every day, and people people oh. want to squalor in the misery. The worst four letter word when my kids were growing up, and you've we heard me it. say this in the world. Hold is it. Can't. Yes. Hold it. We're coming back. With Terry I Miller. I figured it was break time. <laughs> Hold it. 
We return with more of Second Wind with Joyce Buford after this short break. Join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Helen Wu was born and raised in San Francisco's Chinatown. And after a very difficult upbringing, fighting depression, abuse, and addictions, she finally finds herself genuinely happy inside and out. Helen believes in taking our positive thinking and doing something positive to achieve a positive outcome. She's here to make a positive difference in your life, to be your game changer, your aha moment mentor. She's ready to help both men and women get into a better place. Helen Wu is also the author of Self-Aid Success Stories, 25 Success Stories from Successful Entrepreneurs. Inspired by Ellen DeGeneres, Helen wants the world to know that just because we find ourselves in a difficult situation doesn't mean we have to stay there. We can aid ourselves to a better life. So join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. In the annals of recorded history, there has never been anything that can compare to home movies. But now, in this modern era, where do you turn for the best information? Right here. It's the Home Movie Legacy Project, hosted by Rhonda Vigent. Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Learn how to organize, digitize, share on social media, use as genealogy research, repurpose or even monetize found footage discover ways to find films about your own family that you didn't even know existed or create a documentary that can use the power of home movies to deliver a message that can impact the lives of many for more on Rhonda and the show go to our website homemovielegacy.com then be here as the journey continues with the Home Movie Legacy Project with Rhonda Vigent. Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford. Welcome. We are talking with Terry Miller of Miller Homes Group today as our guest and having a great time. But because this is April Fool's Day and because I love facts and sharing all this information, I have a few more facts to tell you about that this April Fool's Day is celebrated in the United Kingdom, Iran, and Poland. And they all celebrate this day, which I think is kind of neat uh, because it just makes us connected in some ways. I love that we have a common day that we all celebrate in our own manner, however that may be. But there are always, always April 1st is about the jokes, plain jokes on friends. Not mean jokes now, which is sometimes we have mean play versus healthy play. And we hope that all of the jokes are nice, not mean jokes. <laughs> that makes sense. Not mean. Yes. We, yes, I like happy, nice jokes. But there was one that was notable 
And that one was a hoax that was done on April the 1st, 1957, by the BBC. BBC and, and United Kingdom are really good about playing jokes on this day. And it was reported on its news program, Panorama, that Switzerland was experience, experiencing a bumper spaghetti harvest. Yes, I said spaghetti <laughs> harvest that year. Thanks to the favorable weather and the elimination of the dread spaghetti weevil. (laughs) (laughs) Now, can you imagine they would put that on the BBC? Really? But that was in 1907. Yeah. Yeah. They had, uh, had a good sense of humor back then. They did, and they actually had listeners call in, and there was a video footage showing happy peasants plucking strands of pasta from tall trees. It was so convincing that many viewers actually called the network to ask how they could get their own pasta tree. <laughs> really? Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Yeah. That's a little bizarre. Unfortunately, it, unfortunately, it, it just confirms uh, what we feel about human, what we fear the worst about human nature. Sometimes. You can sell anything <laughs> to anybody. Yes. That's okay. right. Just how you package it. Now, I want you, now, I would never assume that you would do a mean uh, prank, but have you ever done a um, prank, an April Fool's joke? Can you remember any? That oh, you- yeah. Oh, yeah? Oh, absolutely. I've. Yeah, I've loosened a loosened a saddle for a brother, uh, for oh, my brother sure. one time when we had horses when we were kids. Yeah, you know, after he after he saddled it up, he went into the house to go to the bathroom, came back out, and I had loosened it up. Well, uh, for we've done visitors, those type of things. For our visitors huh? that don't, for our visitors that don't know what that means, for the rider to try and get on a horse with a loosened saddle, what does that mean? Yeah, it just means the saddle. The minute you put your foot in the stirrup and press down to get to throw the other leg up, uh, yes. the saddle's going to come right down underneath the belly of the horse, <laughs> with you in it if you don't get your leg out of there. <laughs> so, yes, well, that's then, right. You know, just just little just little stuff like that. We've short sheeted people. We've you know over the years I've short sheeted a few people. You know, and uh, my my deal is to always is to catch somebody who's having a bad day or a serious day or a day, a stressful day, and try to do something that's uh, funny Mm -hmm. or nice or surprising and then go April Fool's to bring a smile on their face. Yes. Well, if you you actually Google uh, April Fool's Day, they have some pictures of some pranks. One of them, which you can do in your office, is they taped a a horn, air horn, to the undercarriage of one of those chairs that goes up and down as you sit in it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So that if somebody sits in their chair and goes down on top of the air horn, it Mm -hmm. blows. Now that would be a really good prank, wouldn't it? Yeah, I I could do that around here. There's a couple of people that deserve it. Of course, there might be one or two I'd give a heart attack, but but it would be... uh... I just keep the defibrillators handy. It is. It, this is a day of you know, and I agree with you. I don't want any anything harmful or anything that would really worry anybody, but yes. silly stuff that that would put a smile on somebody's face or let them go. Okay, you got me. Payback's going to get you. You know that type of deal. And uh, so th- 
those are the type of things that I think today is very good for. And uh, it, you know, it, it also, I mean, we're going into spring. Things are greening up. Life is beginning to happen. Uh, it, it just it adds a it adds an air. Uh, if you if you just have a good day, it just adds an air of freshness to what's coming up in the summer in the spring. So, I mean, we finally have good weather. I mean, parts of the Midwest still have snow, but I mean, we're, we're doing the best we can. So things are blooming, and attitudes are as well. Well, this is not an April Fool's joke, do you think, from Mother Nature mm-hmm. that we're having this little spray? Gosh, you know what? Spray? Good gosh, I hope not. Uh, you know, I hope not. Do you? I mean, we've uh, we normally get a blast of cold right, but right at the end of March, and I think we had Easter. it. What we, you know, it was the first of March. We had ice. Election day, we had ice all over the place. I know, I know. Really affected those figures too, didn't it? But oh yeah, but it, you know, those those are things that happen. Yeah, but you know, I can always remember when the children were small and we were getting ready for Easter and going through the buy the new outfit, they would always have to include a sweater because they would mm-hmm. always have this little pop of cold on Easter. And it used to just drive me crazy because I would like to get it all perfect. You know, I have perfect. And then we'd have to go, oops, no, got to add the sweater. And it made mm-hmm. Easter egg hunting really kind of difficult. At times, yeah, yeah, but. we've and especially in North North Texas, we've had uh, some pretty inclement weather on Easter before. So I mean, we really have to get to May before we can not look back. But here's hoping that for the winter we had, we're out of the woods and and heading to. I mean, the lakes are full. We still need some moisture, but the lakes are full. The temperature today is going to be 80 degrees. Let's yeah. have some fun. I mean, I'm I'm ready to have some fun. Oh, my goodness. 80 degrees today? Mm-hmm. Really? Well, yeah. I was in uh, the northeast has really, well, the east has just had a very hard winter. Uh, mm-hmm. I was there just a, a week ago, and it was just amazing that uh, I luckily got in for the weekend, got out, and the next day they had another snowstorm. And I'm constantly mm-hmm. seeing all these pictures from friends of snow that keeps coming so <laughs> that you narrowly missed that you narrowly missed hey i want to hear about uh, your april fool's jokes i know no. you played some your sense of humor your sense of humor's got to be as devious as mine oh no terry no <laughs> i was i was nothing compared to you most of mine were in school grade school you know that's where it's oh okay really promoted but we never did the fish thing um i th- i like the fish thing i think it's kind of cool to do, put a fish on somebody's back other than it is a little cruel but it's all in jest anyway yeah. we need to learn how to yeah. laugh a little bit more you know if we can laugh at ourselves you know what if we yes if we can laugh at ourselves nobody will ever hurt us that's true you know <laughs> if you if you if you can laugh at yourself nothing anybody says should ever hurt you Yes. Thomas Edison Thomas Edison used to say he you know, he had an unbelievable number of tries in developing the light bulb. Thousands. It was ten thousands or more. And he you know, he had this attitude that every failure was not a failure, but a learning experience. So all of those ten thousand tries were steps into building the light. They were important steps in 
This is what I need to do. This is what I don't need to do. And if they're all just learning the experience, nothing is a failure. So when you get... No, you and yeah, just he learned how not to do it 10,000 different ways, you know? That's correct, yeah. Right. So uh, we almost need to change our mindset about that, that when we get a joke played on us, that it uh, determines who we are. It uh, says that we can... Take, be taken advantage of. We just need to lighten up and look at it as it's joke, it's fun, and it's yeah, hard. it's fun, it's joke, and it, you know what? It, it typifies. If you can kind of, like I say, if you make fun of yourself, you're better off. But you know, and you and I both know this: success goes to the person, male or female, that takes the extra step after you quit. Yeah, yeah, that gets into okay. that uncomfortable zone. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if if you're comfortable, uh, I got to tell you, it ain't going to work. And you know this, and you know this in counseling. If somebody's telling you what they think you want to hear, they get nothing out of it. You have to get them to open up and tell you the. I, I hate to say it this way, but it's the down and dirty, the you know, the deepest from the recesses of your soul, your fears, your hopes, your joys. You have to do those and get them on the table before you can deal with them. And uh, and it's just so many people are afraid to open up, afraid to embarrass themselves. Well, I'll tell you what, if you look at all great accomplishments, all people who've accomplished great things in our society, throughout our society, whether it be philanthropy or whatever it be, uh, they have a willingness to put themselves out there and risk being embarrassed, and they laugh at themselves right along with everybody else. That's right. They take those steps that take them into being uncomfortable and being challenged as just part of part of the journey, just where I need to go. I need to go here, so I'm going to have to go through this to get to the other side. And the other side is where the treasure lives and is kept. Well, yeah, it, it, the journey is, is 90% of the reward. Right. Yeah. You know, it, yeah, you, you, the reward is the journey sometimes. Yeah. You know, you either you either you either grow or you retrograde. So, you know, if, if you're not growing along the journey, then you're retrograding. You're not doing something right. You have got life is a is a part of growth. You grow throughout life until the day they close that lid on you. You need to strive to grow at some point or your your wits, your tools, your physical attributes, your spiritualism, anything will retrograde. If you do not grow it, 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 it are, if you don't grow, if you don't use it, you lose it. Terry, we're going to break. We'll be back shortly. Okay. Terry Miller and Miller Home Groups. We return with more of Second Wind with Joyce Buford after this short break. Do you feel like when you watch a cooking show or read a food magazine that the recipes are not practical for a busy family? Do you wish you could have a conversation with someone about the best way to get dinner on the table fast after a long day at work? Are you tired of cooking dinner only to have your family turn up their nose at all of your hard work? Do you want to hear more about healthy living and finding more time to find your passion in life? We'll pull up a chair and visit with Heather Tallman, host of Around the Kitchen Sink. Thursday nights at 10 p.m. here on Tugging Net Radio. 
Like many women, finding balance in life and time to take care of yourself is hard to do. Between managing a career and marriage and children and a busy family schedule, it's hard to maintain a sense of self. And Heather shares how she does it. Check out Heather's website, basilmama.com. Join us for food and a whole lot more on Around the Kitchen Sink with your host, Heather Tallman, Thursday nights at 10 p.m. Central on toginet.com. kids do you think you're creative do you want to be don't have enough time for your arts crafts and hobbies or do you just need a kick in the pants hi i'm mark lipinski the host of creative mojo with mark lipinski right here on toginet radio come on and join me every wednesday afternoon for some creative inspiration and two of the fastest fun-filled hours of your week hey need ideas how about a little motivation and a lot of inspiration Join the fun on Creative Mojo with me, Mark Lipinski. I'm here live every Wednesday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern, 1 Pacific, right here on toginet.com. Now what are you waiting for? Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford. Welcome back. We are having a great show today with Terry Miller, my dear friend who owns with his lovely wife, uh, Miller Home Group. And Denise is a great friend and lovely lady. And um, so anyway, they are just an awesome pair. But we had, Terry and I have been talking about play because we're talking about April Fool's Day today. And this is the day that it is legal to play. It's not really a holiday, but it has been, it was established in France in the 16th century and it's kind of isn't it amazing it stayed with us that long that's really amazing <laughs> it is. I, you know, I, pref- I prefer it over some of the other ones that we actually take days off and celebrate but anyway <laughs> but, but uh, we don't take any days yeah, it, off for this <clears throat> but we get to yeah. play during our work hours and with our family but you know i looked up the word play because i think that's what the day is about it's about mm-hmm. playing, and as an adult, we don't play that much. Now, we have hobbies, but do we actually call those play? I'm not sure we do, but these are the benefits of, of doing play. It's a multifunctional, it, it helps us physically, emotionally, mentally, and socially to play, and we come in as children, of course, playing. We, we just know how to play with other people. And then as we develop through the years, we sort of are educated that as we get into our 20s and 30s, we don't play as much because we get more uh, responsibilities in our life. And somehow those responsibilities tend to push out the play and play definitely has a part in our life. 
one of the elements. Yeah, we confuse maturity sometimes. <laughs> you know. Yeah. We we get confused. Yeah, they call it. Well, he's matured. No, he hasn't. You know. Yeah, <laughs> we got to play, don't we? Oh, it's so important, and somehow we have just eliminated it from our adult lives. So. I really, I really advocate today that we play. You know, I sent out a message on Facebook, and I should have pushed it a little bit earlier than I did to call in because I wanted some people to share the way they had played today. So uh, I sent our number is still we still have a few minutes eight seven seven eight six four four eight six nine for that brave soul out there that has played this morning, <laughs> could be your brother-in-law who played yesterday, <laughs> a day <Yeah>. early. <laughs> my dear, my it. dear brother-in-law. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But do you yeah, know the? He, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Do you no, know? I, I mean, he he. Go ahead. We're crossing over each other. And there's actually, they did do a movie about April Fool's Day. It was 1986. But, of course, they wrapped some awful murder mystery around it, so they totally changed the the whole meaning of the day. So I want to keep it light and fun, <laughs> as I believe it Absolutely. was originally intended to be. So you put yeah, so your brother-in-law celebrated yesterday. What was the thing that he did yesterday? Oh, he said, he said, what, is he, what did he say? You're saying my brother-in-law says he's 53, and I guess God gives you something, doesn't give you anything he can't handle. He said, I'm going to be a father again, which is physically impossible from so many different directions. And, <laughs> uh, and, and of course, Everybody and their brothers like, uh, dummy, it's a day early, it's a day early, it's a day early, it's a day early. And his wife was his wife posted right after that, free husband to a bad home or something like that. So it was uh, pretty doggone amazing. You know, I read that and I was sort of impressed. I went, oh, really? <laughs> I did yeah. not catch the joke. There is part of me that just doesn't catch jokes. You know, I, they're kind of wasted on me unless they're pretty, pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, and as as uh, I like good, simple jokes, you know, from days gone by. Mm-hmm. So it just works really, really well. Now, can you tell a joke? Can you tell a joke pretty not good? On the, not, not yeah, I can, but not on the radio. <laughs> You don't want to hear. You don't want to hear any of the ones I want to. I can tell. So, but is that uh, we, because they're not uh, clean? Uh, they're not very clean. You know, oh. and uh, if you put me on the spot right now, I couldn't remember a good one. So, but it's. Uh, I have the ability to to tell one occasionally. I miss yeah. out. You know, I miss it a little bit. I love going to comedy clubs and watching this young talent out there. We have an immense amount of young talent, especially in East Texas, that is very, very good. And you watch these young people uh, who are fearless. I mean, are fearless. I love watching that. And uh, it's to me, it's amazing. I love watching all of that young talent up there telling jokes and uh, improv and doing things. And we're pretty blessed when it comes yeah. to that. Yeah, yeah. We've had now. Do we have a comedy club here in the, our town? No, ma'am. 
No, it's usually in the larger cities. Yeah. We have had some great comedians come to a performing arts center, which, you know, those are those, uh, I can't, I can't remember the names, but anyway, I always, oh, and they come those. to Liberty. There, there's a group that performs, uh, at Liberty two or three, four times a year. They do a very good job. Uh, and it's, and it's usually to a pretty packed house, uh, and, you know, I had them on a show, you know, uh, two years ago, and, and then it's grown since then. They've done a very, very good job. Tyler has a, a lot of great ways, as you say, to have fun. Uh-huh. And you've been you've been a part of the Discovery Science Place, one of the funnest places anybody will go, adult or child. Oh, you know, well, and, I, yeah. and they, they just had their Maker's Fair, and I'm telling you, they get all the bottles, all the Coke bottles going <laughs> off, and, you know, I mean, the, the, you talk about, it'll bring the kid out. Of, if you can find things, once you get to your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, that bring the kid out in you where you don't yeah. care if you're embarrassed, mm-hmm. that, bring, bring, your heart just grows. Do you know those guys that did the bottles exploding with the, they put the mints into the bottles of Coke? Yeah, the Mentos, yeah. Yes, and they did this. It was a YouTube. um, They first did this on YouTube, and they had so many hits that they ended up making another career out of it. And so now they Mm -hmm. travel and do these shows. They came from Oregon, I believe. I'm not quite Mm -hmm. sure. But they traveled great distances, and yes, it was the key performance at the Maker's Fair, for sure. Yeah, and, and they're 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 just kids at heart, and and that's what you have to struggle is to be a kid at heart. And you can't go to a place like Discovery Science or some of the places that we have in East Texas and not bring the kid. I mean, if you want to see the kid, go to some place like that. Go to a mud park and watch <laughs> these people play on their four wheelers. I mean, there's the kids still in you. Find it every so often to remind you of why you work 50 hours a week, why you mow the yard, why you do this, why you do that. Find that kid in you. Make it fun again. Well, it was, uh, We take life uh, far too serious. Yeah, I like that. I went to the doctor's office and was sitting by a man waiting in the waiting room yesterday, and he brought up a fact that he just, you know, this weekend was just so beautiful here, and, and this is just wherever the weather, spring comes out, it, there are so many people that still love to play in the dirt. And they do mm-hmm. this through their gardening, which is a wonderful mm-hmm. outlet for everybody. Uh, you know, I used to love to do this. I don't do it as much anymore, but I used to love to garden. And there's a huge community of people that still love to garden. And it is their way of playing. You remember, I used to make so many mud pies, you know, growing up. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Everybody did. I mean, even my daughter did. We used to call her a mud, uh, a, a mud dauber growing yeah. up. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it seemed like every time we'd go someplace, she, she could be dressed up and she'd be playing in the mud. She'd find water and mud and dirt someplace. I know. It's that, it's that maternal thing, too. You know, we kind of watch and we do what we see. We play at it. But we Joyce, always, you, and, you and I are you and I are very big on when's the last time you did something that was new to you? Oh, you got outside your comfort zone. I did something this weekend that I had never done before. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I enjoyed it. 
Yeah. And as you know, I don't get nervous. I wasn't nervous because I'm one of these that if you get nervous, you're going to miss all the good the, the good parts. Right. So, but when's the, when's the last time, you know, I'm, I'm going to ask you, when's the last time you did something you'd never done before? Oh, well, I'm in the period of everything is new because I'm, I'm, you know. <laughs> I am always living outside my comfort zone these days, it seems. But, you know, the funniest Mm -hmm. thing is that it's when you get past that uncomfortable zone that you actually are living in your genius. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You're living where you really shine and you want to be. And so Mm -hmm. it's going through those things that just make you so terribly uncomfortable and move you on to where your life is just full of excitement and promise. So I would be so curious in our brief one minute that we have before we leave today, what was that thing you did, Terry? I officiated a wedding. <gasps> I saw that. Can you do I married that? a couple this weekend. Oh. Yeah, I can do that. I married a couple this weekend, and it was... Uh, it was something that I hadn't thought of. They asked me to do it, and I had more fun than, than I could have ever envisioned. Wonderful. Well, Terry, we are coming to the end of our hour, and I think that's a wonderful way to know that you had did that this weekend. I think that's wonderful. But we thank you for being on the show. You are always just a delight to be part of my show. and. And I look forward to the next holiday because you're the only one that will let me celebrate these holidays. <laughs> well, I'm with you. You have a great day, and as always, it's wonderful to talk to you. Oh, thank you so much, Terry. I appreciate you. All right. Now, as we go into this day, I hope you'll remember that it is April the 1st, that it is a holiday to laugh and to play. Play is an important part of living a full life. And I really want you to reach for that. Reach for that play because there's great joy in everything. Thank you for joining us on today's edition of Second Wind. Join us again next week at the same time as Joyce and her guests share strategies of growth and renewal. You'll learn how to attain goals and dreams and create the life you want to live to its fullest.